What's going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. And Lincoln is joining us today. How are you? Again, you can't get rid of me. I love it. I'm here. I'm happy. Things are good. How much fun did we have shooting our TV pilot? I loved it so much. It was bliss and so much fun. Every day, please. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And it's coming out, guys. uh, I'll I'll post some pictures on our site, tagspodcast.com. By the way, this is episode 130. I just got back from, or excuse me, 129. I'm ahead of myself. Yes. But uh, I just got back from London and Edinburgh, if you listened to last week's episode. And shout out to Kenneth and Howard in Edinburgh, listeners. Actually, Kenneth was the listener who reached out to me after hearing last week's episode. It's so cool. It's so cool. I love it. So cool. How this is when I really like social media, when it's... Because you know me, Jeremy. I'm not Mr. Someone branch out to connect with people that you could never before... Absolutely. So, and it all started because on last week's episode, I was talking to my sister and we were talking about dating and mm-hmm. being in London and so forth. And I said, oh, I'm going to be in Edinburgh. And this guy was listening and said he heard my sister and I talking about it and recommended a wine bar. Okay, he knows I like to drink. And <laughs> turns out the wine bar was excellent. I said, well, hey, we're probably going to head over there. If you're around, join us. Not only did he join us, but he brought his lovely husband, who never oh, listened nice. never listened to the show. We had wine, cheese, had amazing conversation about life here, there, and now Howard, the husband, is mm-hmm. like hooked and going to listen to the show. So I love, it. I love those social media connections like That's that. That's beautifully community and European all at the same time. Yeah. It's nice, and it, it also adds to the trip. It really does. I think yeah. it really does. Yeah. So I had a great time. I saw my Lisa Stansfield. I saw Yay. a new play, uh, Anne Juliet, which is in previews, which I think is really um, worth seeing and I love. Um, but just to get into today, I have a couple announcements. Jonathan Agassi saved my life. I interviewed the director of it. It's a documentary that's been playing the festivals. It will be out on DVD and on demand on November 18th. Let everyone know. I know you loved it, Jeremy. I did. You have to send him the link. Link and you've got to watch it. I'm excited. It's really great. Yeah, about a porn star. They follow this guy for about six to eight years or something like that. Yeah, so it's like his. he escalates to be like the best of the best and then goes downhill he wins awards in, he wins awards in in porn and they show lucas like entertainment oh, wow. taking him on lavish vacations and like it's really interesting but he gets addicted yeah. to meth and it's a little bit of a it is a downward spiral and you see but the bad parts like they mm. i'm i and that's the part that we were kind of shocked about because it's very raw he, so you see moments that are like very very candid like it's a little uncomfortable but it's also adds to the truth of what happened. I yeah. never mind being uncomfortable. I like it. Then you will <laughs> like this movie. Jonathan Agassi, Saved My Life, out on DVD and on demand November 18th. Um, just a quick shout out. It's totally off topic, but Jeremy and I had brunch when I got back in uh, on Sunday. And for people, go to the Moxie Hotel's Feroce because we had such a good time there at yeah. brunch. And I just wanted to give them a shout out. It's Italian and they've got the best brunch. The nicest people that work there, the woman that sings on Sundays is like amazingly talented. She has a beautiful, like sultry voice. 
Exactly, exactly. And lastly, to wrap up my trip in uh, the UK, is I had to go to the emergency room, guys. I know. Is that no. crazy? For a fucking fashion Sh- moment. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, real quick. I'm at the Lisa Stansfield concert. <laughs> it's at the iconic Royal Albert Hall. I served a look. I had this, you know... I think, what's the shirt I had? Ruffled shirt yeah. and everything. I'll post the picture so you can see it. And, then and I put all these rings accessories on. Accessories on top of accessories. I had about six rings on my fingers that That's were all cool. chunky. Right. Well, people that know me know I'm obsessed with Lisa. I've seen her so much, and we'll stop talking about her in a minute. But it was the 30th anniversary of her Affection album. Such and a great album. I was Such cheering. We were third row. I was clapping so hard. And these are chunky, chunky rings that at the end of the tour, I had made the round ring oblong on my finger. And back in the day, I used to be a gymnast. And, okay, now I'm bragging. But I really was. And I landed on this one ring finger that I put the ring on and my coach had to like pull it out. So as a result, it put calcium deposits in in here. You could see it. So I put that ring on that finger like a dumbass, and banged my hand so hard that I made it oblong. I couldn't, my finger was swollen. Then the next day I couldn't get it off. Oh my God. We were having tea at this hotel and I was like almost like in tears, like because freaking out, right? Freaking out, yeah. Of course. And they, the hotel was great. The, uh, shout out to the Nobu Hotel in London. We love them. But I was dunking my finger in an ice bucket, and it wasn't really doing anything. And I was starting to panic a little bit. Not so. Yeah. My sister and my friend Frank were really great and said, "Okay, research." Went to a clinic, emergency clinic, and they cut it off for me. Oh, nice. And yeah, thank God. So I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll repurpose it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Always so, a drama for me when I travel, but if, you know. Not fun. Always good in the hood. Um, okay. So I wanted to get into some hot gay sex topics. I was reading this really cool magazine that they give out for free in London uh, called Boys with a C, uh, Z. And there's, I was looking at this ad, and it's for Sweatbox. Well, Sweatbox is, they're trying to uh, encourage, it's a sex club, essentially. But mm-hmm. they have a gym in there, and they revamped it. It's in the Soho district. They're going to start doing, um, you know, porn star boot camps in there. They're going to do naked yoga. But one of the things, they they have a whole gym in there, and, and they encourage naked working out on Saturdays from 12 to 4. And I've done naked yoga before, but I don't know about you guys, but I do not want to drop a dumbbell on my balls. No. I mean, and of course they shoot an ad for these guys that are like they're simulating working out. But what do you think of the idea of working out naked? You you link it because... I mean, I don't mean it. I don't (laughs) want to be that cutthroat about it. It's a great promotional thing. Yeah. When we opened David Barton on 6th Avenue, they did a photo of all the trainers naked on the gym floor. Wow. This was 30 years ago, so it was very hot and very sexy, and it's a sexy idea, but no, you're not... You need shoes on your feet, and you need... You know, protection around your junk as you go from machine to machine. There is something about yet naked stretching or yoga. Yes. That I do get that. And if you can cultivate that in a good class setting, 
But come on, kids, safety first. But it's a cute PR thing. I've, I know, tried to, I've seen it in porn, and I find it hot. But I mean, it's just—it's kind of stupid. And I think, like he said, uh, I also think that for sweat purposes, the clothing actually helps. Like even if it's just a tank top and a pair of shorts to like. Well, I literally dropped actually a sweat onto rather right. than just be like working out with. Like ball sweat, yeah, all around. Ridiculous ass juice. I literally jumped, (laughs) dropped, dropped a dumbbell on my foot once with shoes on, proper workout shoes, and my toe nail turned purple. Yeah, and it stayed that way because it was bruised, so the blood just stayed there. It took for I had to wait for that nail to grow out before, and that's with proper shoes on. So now we're naked, no shoes, and. I'm sorry. Uh, you teach spin, I do. Lincoln. I teach a lot of classes, but I teach spin and fat burning Pilates and yoga fusion and with clothes lifting, with and clothes everyone on. is wearing clothes. <laughs> yes, right. And do- it, there's also something sexy about a tank top and shorts and and getting your sweat on. I mean, listen, if they can cultivate a nice twenty five guys that are hot and want to work out naked every Saturday, and people are gawking at them and everyone's having a really good workout because they're not wearing clothes and it's motivational, knock yourself out. Right. Just be careful. Just I be agree. careful. Even when you go to jockstrap parties or <clears throat> naked parties, there's a naked party group that here in New York City and you it's a requirement that you have to wear your shoes because it's a bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> um, the only thing I think could be kind of hot is cal- calisthenics. How do you say that word? Calisthenics. Your balls are bouncing in the air while you're doing jumping jacks. Yeah, but there's nothing to hit you like equipment. And I think that could be fun seeing another guy like doing jumping jacks. And what are those burpees and all that kind of thing? I I don't know. I could. Mm, No, but that's fine. I mean, like, uh, knock yourself out. I've done naked yoga before. Just keep it separate. Keep your fucking clothes on. I've taught naked yoga sessions. Yeah, I have. I've done private sessions with men doing naked yoga and it was fine. It wasn't arousing. It was naked yoga. It was mm. yoga naked. The thing you know is, what I mean? if you're really in the moment, like you're supposed to be in yoga, yeah. you're focusing on breath, and the nakedness becomes secondary. It totally after becomes a while. secondary. It, 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 which I think we should all be naked for a little while and just calm, everyone calm down. Like if you've been to a naked beach, right. after the first half hour, it doesn't matter. And like most people say, it's not the hottest guys in the world on the naked beach. Well, guess what? When you go to a bar, the guys that are so hot on the poster are usually not there at the club. Mm-hmm. It's normal people. You know, we're normal. Right. We're more similar than we're different. So, Well, people in the UK, check it out. It's Sweatbox, and they just reopened. Uh, they also have this funny thing that I was laughing at where they're going to do Saturdays from 12 to 6 where they don't provide towels. And people are just walking around naked. But I loved their reasoning. It's to be eco-friendly, so they don't have to wash so many towels. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wow. All right. I thought I that was kind of cool. And the other thing I liked was Porn Star Boot Camp, where they literally reached out to porn stars that have their, and they were adamant about this in the article, they have their personal training, lic- what yeah. do you call it, licenses. And 
So I certifications, mean, certifications, and I thought, wow, <laughs> that's a good use of porn stars to kind of promote them. And this is still not new. I'm sorry, okay, I keep sorry. I keep playing the David Barton gym card. Well, but where when is it we in, opened, in my city, so I can when go. When we opened David Barton on Sixth Avenue, 1978, got no, it. in 97, <laughs> 98, we had porn stars teaching abs Back in on the, the gym floor. And then we also have them teaching on the Upper East Side. So listen, if you're a porn star with a great body and you know how to get certified, teach classes. It's great. I mean, I think there would you be, know, it's cool. It's motivation. It is a lore, you, too, for uh, like the just gay men in general. I feel like it's a pull. It will like get people to want to dick. Or no, it'll <laughs> get people to want to do it. I yeah, mean, that's what I mean. Listen, anything that motivates you to get a lot of people active. idolize porn stars. I keep sounding like the old man at the table. But did you ever go to Chelsea Gym? You are. Do you know what that was? <laughs> do you know Chelsea Gym on Eighth Avenue? I don't. I didn't. okay. So for all the Speak listeners who are gay history, yeah. there's a movie called Jeffrey. Oh, I love Jeffrey. And in the movie Jeffrey, they work out together. And when they work out together, they're working out at Chelsea Gym, which used to be on 18th and 8th Avenue, maybe 17th and 8th Avenue. It's now a yoga studio. It was over Video Blitz. This is old school New York when Chelsea was nothing but gay 24-7. Love it. And we weren't as accepted, and the neighborhood was fabulous, but... Now we're accepted and things change. But anyway, mm. check out Chelsea. I love an all men's gym. I love an all gay gym. Go to Province. You know what I mean? So whatever they're doing to get people in the door, work out. It is nice because in this day and age when people often say, why do we need gay bars anymore? Because so many millennials and younger don't, excuse me, don't go to these bars because they can, they can meet people wherever on the apps, so mm. on and so forth. So, the idea of communing with just like-minded gay people is sort of an old thought yeah. processy. But I, to your point, I like it a lot. Me and too. Hello. Go to the gym, meet people. Go. You went to Europe and met people at a wine bar because of the show. It's the community it, we're all craving. It, I, we're all craving it. I, I believe. Exactly. So I was reading this uh, the, uh, new story in this magazine, Boys with a Z, and it was talking about first dates. And last week, my sister were talking about dating our horse horror stories. Yeah. And over brunch, Jeremy, a bunch of us were talking about how horrible dating can be. And hot mess situations. Exactly. And I came across an article in this about first dates make lasting impressions. And they likened coffee or having a drink with somebody as an interview, uh, mm. lunch, having a date with somebody at your lunch, 45 minutes or whatever you get is too, like, not personal. And they said that dinner might be the best thing. Um, but I kind of have a bone to pick with the writer because, to me, I prize my dinner and... I like I set up my whole even if I'm here by myself. Yeah, I put a placement out. I have my glass of wine. I mean, this is like on Monday. That's cool. And it's like party for one, and I love that. I like the preview of like to what you're saying. I like the I like the coffee as like maybe the preview to the dinner rather than going straight to the dinner. So would you go to coffee and then like yeah and maybe decide yeah because I think I I like the tease of like. Maybe you do do the 45-minute lunch, and then if they want to see you again, then you do the dinner. I, I, would, like I don't really love to go straight to the dinner just because you might not want to spend an hour and a half with yeah. that person. And it, and it is expensive. So I'm going to totally disagree with that all. 
Go take a class together. Go for a walk around the block together. Go see a park together. Go yeah. to a museum. To, don't sit in a coffee shop or at a dinner table because then you're just staring at each other. It's so much more interesting to go for a walk around the block and be like, oh, look at those stairs. That's cool to me. And be like, oh, okay, I'm not into him. Or, oh, wow, mm. we really connected over an experience, not just a meal where you have to stare at each other. Because then it does feel like a job interview. Right. They right? can all feel like a job interview at times. Yeah. And the one thing that was hilarious to me was he said that if you really are trying to date somebody and make it work, um, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially he said, you know, once you already have sex, like let's just say you met somebody at a sex club or mm-hmm. wherever and you get have sex, you almost can't can't go backwards. Yeah, I but, totally agree with but that. But I'm disagreeing with that oh. because I recently met somebody at a jockstrap party and I saw somebody going down on him. Okay, TMI here, but and it was a beautiful dick. And it's then gay I, sex I know. Talk. How can and it then, be TMI? So I had fine. to so I had to have that dick. Like I was like, oh I want to like try it and it was After nice. Everybody. But th- so I kind of pushed somebody out of the way. Oh. And then <laughs> I ended up sitting next to the guy and realized, oh, he seems like a nice guy and handsome. And everybody else was fiending over this dick. So we start talking and I start making out with him. And he we exchanged phone numbers. He ended up saying, Wow, that makeout session was so amazing. I don't think I've ever made out with somebody like that so passionately. Would you be open to going on a date? Lo and behold, we go on a date and mm-hmm. we we joked about the we almost got that sex talk stuff out of the way. We learned a lot about each which other. Which is relaxing which, and nice. And we went backwards and we joked about how this is funny that now you have so many clothes on. I do too. And I met him at his, where he works. He was closing up this shop. And we had a great time over our day. So we went and we joked about the fact that we went the other direction backwards. Right. So I disagree with this, you and this. Are article. you having another date? We are this week. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you know, who Listen, knows? there's always exceptions to the rules. But what I'll say is I've been in a so lot of... you're saying of, I'm an exception. You are. That's <laughs> great. No, if it's it a is. match, it's a match. You know unique. what I mean? Yes. I met um, the person I started the bakery with, actually. I also met in a backroom situation yeah. and throughout our three-year relationship, which was not always the easiest relationship You're in the world. You're talking about the protein bakery that you Yes, own. I am. Um, but through our relationship, there was always that back of my mind, oh, is he out doing that? So it can work against you oh, as well. Oh, you're like, saying as Because we in met in a yeah. chalk strap <clears throat> party mode, then like, oh, if things aren't working and you're going to stay at your apartment and I'm going to stay at my going apartment, to? we need a week apart, which this is going back 20 years. So it's, it is what it is. But I do think then you're at home having space away from the guy you're dating, but in the back of your mind, you're like, are they going to that party or should I go to that party? And then you end up both getting at the party and okay. that's not fun. Well, so that's just, I just like think yeah, communication. And, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing is I, um, I know a couple that met at a actual sex club mm-hmm. and I went to their wedding. Awesome. Um, that's great. But I, you know, and then I know other people that have open relationships, but they're romantic as well. So right. terms and conditions. It's change. all the exception. Absolutely. I just, yeah. I don't think you can generalize. <laughs> 
you can't. Across the you can't. You I just got back from the UK. Pitch. Yeah, I know. There's more. Yes, uh, wine. We're talking about wine too. We always drink wine. It makes everything better. It, we do. We do. So there's another story. I'm jumping around, but it struck me about. Have you ever? Have you guys heard of c- ciders? People that don't like anal sex. A guy wrote into Reddit basically saying that I'll just. Uh, read it to you. He says, quote, I've never been way into anal, the guy writes in a recent Reddit thread. Do I have hope of finding a partner or or am I doomed? This guy doesn't like anal sex at all. And there's been studies that show that not everybody has anal sex. And I've met guys like that before. Or I've also met just, I mean, I've seen it <clears throat> more common to be with like bisexual guys or like down low guys that don't want to want to do tops, anal. Two just, tops that meet yes, each other. that too. And it's a lot of foreplay, which is fine too. But I mean, I, I don't love that because I like the anal aspect of it because I like the buildup of the foreplay, even if it's long leading up to anal, but that's just my opinion. I don't think he's doomed though. I think no, he just doomed is a little... <laughs> pessimistic and sad to me because you can be with someone for a year. Mm -hmm. I don't, and never get fucked at all. And then after one year, all of a sudden you want it for a month Mm -hmm. and it feels really good. And then it doesn't feel good anymore for another year. Like it's about the connection with the person. It's not going to be based on whether you take it or not. But if someone is only a top and needs to fuck someone every day, it's not your match. I I think, right. Right. Um, I don't think he's doomed, but I think he needs to probably communicate a lot more with whomever he meets up with, Mm -hmm. because that could be a deal breaker for so many people. Exactly. It is, in my mind, call it right or wrong, associated with being gay for me, at least. Mm -hmm. So I associate, I like anal sex. It's not... It's, we talk a lot about it on the show. We have Dr. Goldstein on how difficult it in cleaning ourselves out and the pressures and so on and so forth. But so it's associated with our community, but I don't know. But it got me thinking about people that are into BDSM or fetishes that can be so, you know, people that are into foot fetishes and all that can be more like consuming to them and be more interesting and satisfying or people that are into puppy play and BDSM, like I talked about, could potentially be satisfying to other people. So I don't know. That's the thing. I, I, again, I wouldn't use the word doomed because that's so, I also wouldn't ask Reddit this question. (laughs) I would ask your therapist this question because some people associate anal with HIV. Some people associate anal with what happened to them as a little child. Like there's many different reasons someone could not, some people, it just friggin' hurts. Well, that's what I was just And they're like, I, this, so if it really hurts, then someone needs to really take their time and use mm-hmm. a lot of lube, and there might be a whole conversation that needs to happen during that. So, mm-hmm. to your last point, uh, exactly. Know. That's why we've had Dr. Goldstein on the show so many times, and he really recommends, in his expert opinion, as a doctor, to to pre- to prepare for bottoming in general, or to prepare for larger sized dicks. Use butt plugs and during the week and make it, he said you could either make it fun for yourself or do it when you're in the shower or don't even 
do it from a sexual matter, like when you're back, just do it because you want to relax the muscle to prepare so there's no traumatic trauma happening mm-hmm. to your anal region. Right. And there are ways. So I would say if you are suffering from it's just hurts, take Dr. Goldstein's advice and try the anal butt plugs and, and learn to relax. It's just a muscle that can be relaxed. Mm-hmm. But for the other Absolutely. issues you mentioned, Lincoln, I think... And there are a lot of people that don't love to fuck. It's not their forte. It's not what they do well. Mm-hmm. So because they don't do it well, they can learn to. Tops right. can learn to be bottoms. Bottoms can learn to be tops. Two mm-hmm. tops don't make an outfit. We all know that. But if you get a bottom involved, it can work itself out. It depends about the connection. Or people that are versatile that, and the other one might be a bottom... So that versatile guy that tops the bottom all the time may want to sometimes get fucked. So it's a time to maybe experiment. And it doesn't always have to be like really stuck to that label because I feel like two tops may turn one into a bottom. Two tops don't make a right? (laughs) No, but two tops may turn one into a bottom depending on the chemistry with the person. I mean, it's like it doesn't have to be stuck to what that right. label is unless you want it to be it's I mean, just if a you great decide for yourself that that's all you want then that's a different story it's a great reminder of how we really are hung up around sex and how great shows like this that are at least talking about it mm-hmm. and whether you agree or disagree with any of us right mm-hmm. you're, you're having a feeling you're having a point of view you're you're getting through the work exactly. and that's what the work is yeah Communication. Jeremy, actually, one last point on it. I know you were telling me offline of these guys you were hearing about, just about that subject. What did you tell me? He had been here for a year now, and I think he said he was dating his partner for two years, and he was young, I think 25, and he said they have never done anal, and they've only jerked off and jerked each other off and had foreplay, and that was it. And but what did you think of that? Because you told me something <laughs> offline, Jeremy. I know. I wasn't very nice about it. And I was like, what the hell? And I was just, I don't know. I was kind of judgy. But I was you just. You judgy sometimes. I just thought I could jerk myself off. And if I'm with somebody for two years, I just really feel in order to like get closer to them, I associate that kind of somewhat with anal and like just a better connection did they with mention, the person. Because I know you like to eat ass. So did they mention that they did things like sucking and eating ass? They, he didn't say anything about eating ass. It was all just about dick. And it was all just Jerk like, off. Yeah. And so I just, I found that kind of, I found that in, in my opinion kind of lame. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't imagine two years with the same person and that's the only thing. Like, it just... And he was serious. I mean, he really just... It seemed like there was a part of him that didn't like our opinions and, like, the pressure of what we were saying. And I was like, I'm just being honest. You said the statement. So clearly you wanted some sort of feedback or to hear. You say it for a reason when you put it out there like that. And you know that it's not a normal... Or not nor- not that it's not normal, but... It's not a regular thing, especially when you're talking about it at a gay bar that's a leather bar and people come to to kind of have sex or fool around and stuff. I don't know. It was just whatever. I agree. <laughs> Did you have anything else to say on that? I just I think time doesn't really exist. And if you're with the right person and you take two years to go a certain direction and then it all flips for the next two years and then it does something else. Who knows? If it works for them, great. Right. If he it sounds like he had a different reason to say it. 
So yeah, yeah, for somebody you didn't even know, it was interesting that he shared that information. It's kind of a lot, you know. Like, how many shots did he have before that came out of his We're mouth? We're like, just you go know? out there and suck some dick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, love I know it. that's kind of mean and like a little bit of. And I'm totally not a bully, but I was just like, just have a little bit of fun. Like, I don't know. Right, yeah. I agree. Well, you have to meet people where they are. Yeah. Moving on, there's a uh, grinder has been in the headlines so much recently. I don't know if you guys use grinder or not. Uh, one of the headlines that grabbed my attention was ex grinder employees expose the dark side of the gay hookup app. Because did you know that uh, it was bought by a Chinese tech company? I did know that. You did know that, right? I yeah. did not. Wow. Um, I did know that in 2018. I also know... And it's so- not really affiliated with people. It's not a, like a gay company. It's right. not so, gay-owned. Um, no, it's not, actually. Which and, is actually interesting to and me. And the but- guy who started mm. uh, the whole company sold it for millions of dollars and he has been quoted as saying he regrets selling it to a Chinese company because now being owned by a Chinese company and the CEO that's straight that's been in the headlines as well for saying he doesn't believe gay people can get married or it's his opinion that it, he does it, marriages between a man and a woman, and this so is the been only under reason fire why for I think that. not having a gay owner is like an issue for this type of thing. Yuck. But the real concern, which is why it grabbed my attention, is that now that it's in the hands of a Chinese company, mm-hmm. they could at any point in time, uh, Los Angeles Magazine reports, could ask for the information of That's us, and data. they've already. Yeah. So the FBI is now asking for documents from Grindr mm-hmm. to see just how much they're selling our personal information uh, to the Chinese government. And things like our dick so pics. So gross. So like things like our dick pics, I didn't know this. If you don't save them on there, they will. if you send somebody on there your dick pic, it will disappear. Mm-hmm. But other, And then they're housed in a different place. Uh, all those like private pictures. It's so creepy. But the thing is, who's to say, which the article alludes to, that the Chinese government couldn't then ask for that or take over yeah. that company and ask for all that information, which then they'll have your information, not yours, Jeremy, yeah. I'm pointing at you, but all of ours. I mean, that mine, might be. yeah, definitely. But. And, and they are, the FBI is investigating this right now and already thinks that this could be actually happening. And the original owner of Grindr, who lived in West Hollywood, had to leave, because and he's been quoted as he regrets it, He's in Miami hiding out now, practically, because he knows what he did. I mean, he made millions, but yeah. did he essentially sell out? And I think we should know this about our apps when mm-hmm. we log on. There's The story goes on. Um, I'm going to put it on the website because it's a really in-depth investigative article on what's really going on. Yeah, I'm surprised that and he sold it, And I think we should too. know this when we log on we to our apps. We have to know it, but... Yeah. Because do we want to keep? Because there's nowadays there's so many mm-hmm. apps that we can go on to find whatever it is we're trying to look for: mm-hmm. sex, dating, friends, and this one really is getting lascivious. And I don't. And it's now on a larger scale. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think it's really yeah. I don't know. Do you guys use the? Do you guys like? I do. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a scruffer, but when but I do I also, go on, I'm, I find as of lately, I haven't been really actually meeting up with anybody. 
Like it never really falls through. It's like trading pictures. That magic pictures wand and doesn't work for me anymore. No, I can keep, you know, trying to make a little spark. I mean, I'm in a committed relationship, but I'm not looking to hook up. But I still love to go on to Scruff or Grinder or Chappie and see people who are near me and be like, "Hey, I'm in San Francisco. What are you up to?" Because you're a very social person. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a social person, and just because we play around doesn't mean I can't ever talk to you again, right? Mm-hmm. Or that we're going to be boyfriends or nothing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a new. Let's all grow up together. It's it's again. I keep saying this. It's the theme of the show for me. It's community for me. Yeah. I like so that. if I land in Berlin, and I'm by myself or with my boyfriend, of course I'm going to pull up Scruff and see if someone else and his boyfriend are there, and we'll all grab dinner before we go out to a bar. You know what I mean? It's not to hook up. I like that. I think that's really good. I think it's healthy. Actually, how is Chappie? I haven't been on that forever. I don't know why I that just popped into it. my head. I'm, I thought about downloading yeah. it. And somebody was telling me about, another, there's a lot of them now, right? There's yeah. also Bumble where you can meet friends. Am I saying that? Bumble? I have no where idea. If you just want to meet friends without the sex, you can go on that app. And I think that's kind of a cool thing. Can too. I just tell you a, yeah. a small story that no. I found very entertaining? So I met someone on Tinder, and it's the only date I went. On off of Tinder <clears throat> and we met at a bar in Chelsea and I like wore a button down shirt and I was like dressing up cause I met him on Tinder. Right. And we had oh one drink <laughs> and it was like, okay, this is going okay. This is like a Tinder date. This is a real date. This isn't scruff. This isn't grinder. And after my first drink, I said something like, well, who else have you met on Tinder? And he went, we didn't meet on Tinder. We met on scruff. Oh shit. And Here I went, we, we did. And he said, yeah. And I said, then Keep why are app. we drinking? Why aren't we having sex? He's like, I don't know. You're the one who wanted to sit and have it. So we went home and played around. It was so, like, just oh knowing God. that we didn't meet on that app broke. I mean, this is 10 years ago. But, yeah. like, it, it just shifted it. Even though the Tinder mindset wasn't really working anyway. So it's very weird. That is so funny that you would say what you just said. Because it does... You do have to keep track of where you meet people. Back to my yeah. date that I'm going to go on a second one. Exactly. I met him at you know a jockstrap party, and although we went through the protocols of a, a real life date, I could not really remember his name. Mm. I know that, and I'm not a really good name. <laughs> no, I can't remember. I mean, I had to ask him. And this is that horrible of me? Be- but then I was like, it, it. You know, I get thoughts all the time, and I'm in the shower. I'm, I just get these random thoughts. And today I was walking in my building, and I have a doorman building and all of them it's like they know your name hey steve hey steve and i could not do that job because i can't remember anybody's i can't remember my date's name and my doorman can remember a a building of thousands of people like how do they do that i don't get that i don't either (laughs) i'm really bad with i have come to a place in my life where you know what i know who i am i know i really like you we've been friends forever your name's not sticking to me. Can you tell it to me again? Please me don't be offended. Okay, let's move on. You I know do what the I mean? same thing. And yeah. if all of a sudden you're offended, I have two choices. One, to buy you a shot and say, I'm sorry I offended you, have a drink, or to go, I thought you knew me better than this. My my objective was not to offend right. you. My objective is, is that my mind can only keep so much in line, and <laughs> my priorities might be out of order. I can recite every song from Madame X, every lyric, but I don't remember your name and I've known you for 10 I years. I thought we weren't like, talking about up? Madame X. I just brought it up. Okay. I kind of skirt around the name thing. Like I don't, I try and just find it out in like, 
I don't know, looking at someone's mail or like, I don't know, just seeing the, like maybe their text or something easier that way. I don't know how you do that, though, because you're working at the Eagle. A hundred people come in. Yeah, like but when he doesn't I, need to know their names. No, I don't need to know any of their no, names. Oh, and I just wave and, I mean, when you work at in, in, in nightlife in general, right, they right. all think that they know you. You may not even know them or never seen them before, and you just say hi. I mean, it's easy. And, and I don't really care if I, like, it's nice it's to see them. It's not about your name. No. no. That's what I'm saying, but I also think, like, in your situation with the guy, it... I think there's ways around it rather than, I mean, I like his direct way of saying, I don't remember it. Can you remind me? But I don't like doing that personally. And I just don't, you don't need to really say their name unless you're calling them from across the room. I don't know. It's just, you don't necessarily recite their name the whole time you hang It can out. be uncomfortable after a certain point, but. Yeah. And I loved his story that he told when he called, uh, his current boyfriend, yeah. the wrong name for like the whole entire day. <laughs> oh my day. god, that was hilarious! I know. That was Peter, really funny. Paul, Paul, <laughs> Peter. Hey. I know that that story will live with me forever. Um, before we get to our last story, uh, listen to our Patreon. If you want to become a Patreon member, you get extra special sexy perks. Plus, you also support Tag's podcast, and you can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. So on this week's episode on our Patreon after show, when you become a Patreon member, I'm going to tell a story, personal story about a article I just read about a gay guy shares lessons learned from his straight guy crush. And I definitely had my version of my straight boy crush who recently resurfaced and put a post-it note with his cell phone number at my front desk. You'll get to hear all of the juicy details of what went on, the shenanigans, and how I'm living through it. But it's all on our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. So one last thing in London that I wanted to talk about, and I love that they're doing this. You know, we all know that World AIDS Day is a Sunday, December 1st. But there's a campaign in London right, uh, in London right now called... Uh, it's National HIV Testing Week, which will be November 16th through the 22nd. And I'm assuming they're doing it because it leads up to World AIDS Day. And they've proven that the rate of infections in the UK have gone down. You can go to hashtag HIV Test Week. Also, Anne starts with underscore me. And the whole idea is to use that week to get tested and they say that people are on prep, and this is great. They are giving out, in some cases, free home kits that you can do it yourself. You just prick your finger. They've got some celebrities, uh, UK celebrities, backing it up. And I think it's a really good thing, because there was one thing that I was reading on the campaign. There is a period that you can get infected and not know you're infected, mm -hmm. and it can live within you. And I think... Their whole point is if you do find out that you are positive, it's not a death sentence like it was in the past, mm -hmm. but it does mean not that at all, actually. the earlier, but if you go on for a period of time, mm -hmm. you are without the proper medication to keep it at bay. And it's definitely and always you are going to infect other people. Getting and, tested. Right. And as we approach National AIDS Day, 
the rates of infection are going down, but we can really help out. And I mm-hmm. love that they're doing this campaign. It's great. Uh, it's called, uh, I'll put it on the site again, tagspodcast.com, but it's the start with me, um, start with me campaign. And I think that's important, right? To, I mean, do we have any campaigns like that here in America that where we encourage that? Well, I think prep has hit America really hard and it's, as a campaign stomp stomping out the HIV virus through prep in major cities like New York city and, and San Francisco and Chicago is out there. So I think that that's been here for TV a while. commercials. I'm on the pill. Yeah, I'm on the pill. And I will say one of the most dramatic things, it was so crazy that happened to me. I've had the same primary care physician for over 20 years that I've lived in, in New York city And I was always very afraid of getting HIV. And, you know, I come from San Francisco in the 80s. And that was like high stress. And that will never leave me. You Mm -hmm. know, it's in my it's in my DNA as a gay man. Me as well. And uh, it's shocking how young kids today will never see that. People who were there during that time that did get infected and died, they'd be alive right now. Right. You know what I mean? I know. And one time with my primary care physician, he literally turned to me and said, you know, Stephen, even he, he said, if you were infected now, it wouldn't shorten your lifespan because you're of a certain age where the medications are so good, you take care of yourself you would take the, no one wants it, but yeah. the medications are so strong now. It is not a death sentence. You're not getting any, you're not 20 anymore. You don't have 50 years ahead of you. You know what I mean? You're, you're about to turn 50 and it's true. But know, I was watching not, um, the BBC cause I was in the UK and they had uh, um, somebody on there talking about world AIDS day coming up and yes, rates are down and it's no longer like you say a death sentence, but it is a game changer. You do have to take this medication and to act the, the woman's point was she was a communications director for this uh, organization. It does change and alter your body. And it's even though you can keep it at bay you do have to take medication for it. It does change oh, yeah. you. Yeah, and, and, and it's yeah. so it's, you know, yes, it's so wonderful that you, we have, it's not a death sentence anymore, but it it is a game changer for mm-hmm. people to get it. And thank God it's okay, but it's not like it's okay. Well, no problem. I got it. No. And, and no. that was not what I was no, saying. I know. At all, I know. But, and I also not to be controversial about this point, this is something that's always, kind of hurt my heart inside is that if you are getting tested, knowledge is power, Mm -hmm. but also have a really good support system around you. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've never understood a, you know, a, a mobile home outside a bar on a Saturday night for free HIV instant testing. Like you're going out drinking with your friends and you're going to go get a test to hear that you have a virus like that always was like, wait a minute. Let's, me too. let's I've make always, sure that I there's a doctor there, a it. best friend like, there, true. your sister, your mother, yeah. your whatever. This is still a serious virus that takes over your body and can wreak havoc on your body. If you don't take the proper medication, if you happen to be doing any drug use, if you're not eating right, like there's so many factors and I don't want anyone to not get tested because emotional of what I'm saying, factors. but just the emotional 
dun 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 right. of of that happening. I don't know about a home care kit for for me for the way I would well, I would want my doctor to talk to me about this is what's going to happen if you're positive this is what's mm-hmm. going to happen if you're not positive you know what I mean like I just I would want more of a support system there I think I, I don't me. mind the I don't I agree I don't like those pop up get tested in West Hollywood or wherever you are at. Yeah, to like, me. Okay. But the in-home kits I've, I've used before in the past. Now I'm on prep, so I go to my doctor and I have to to get prep, mm-hmm. you know, reactivated. But to me, the in-home kits are okay, but I know it's not. But they do say, at least on the home kit that I've purchased in the past, if you are feeling in an uh, emotional, a bad emotional state of mind, do not do the test right at that time. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's a disclaimer note. I don't know if it really is good, but for me, I've always been in a good state of mind and it worked for me, but yeah. yeah I've just always gone, wait, what? I just go to I, the doctor. I really, and I can get, I don't have a problem with getting tested like too much because you can never really. So but you shared with me, Jeremy, once that you were with a friend, right? That you, it was great that you were there yeah, to console. Yeah, got that, yeah. So to Lincoln's point, a support mm-hmm. system, and I think that's important. So, but his was through his doctor too, so it wasn't like a fly by night thing. He kind of had an inclining, and then it, he just got the news, and then that was it. And we just dealt with it. Yeah, and it is but a thank very, God you were there. Yeah, it is a very personal process. So yeah. I love campaigns in the UK, in America, throughout the world. It's a virus like anything else, and we have more empathy now for HIV than ever before. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. And, and like I said, knowledge is power. Just be careful because it's, it's you there. Exactly, you know? exactly. Well, this has been a great show. I love it. Thanks for joining me. Um, go to our website because you can keep up with uh, show notes, find out about our Patreon page, and follow us on social media. You just go to tagspodcast.com and you can see all the nitty-gritty, dirty, sexy stuff. Um, thanks guys thanks Lincoln thank you thanks Jeremy and in the meantime continue Continue having having hot gay gay sex. sex